coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talked to a fellow podcaster and reviewed the new CCW fanny pack from Blue Alpha Gear. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. This episode is brought to you by Target Sports USA. Be sure to check out their ammo membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more all for $95 a year. If you'd like to sign up or purchase ammo, please go to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith, is in the house. Keith, how we doing? I want to know how many people had to rewind and say, did he just say fanny pack? (laughs) I did say fanny pack. Um, I like me some fanny pack. So I'm excited. 22 competition this Saturday. Yep. You're going down. I might go down. I have not shot that gun in a year. Um, I think you're lying. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I, all right, that's, that might be totally true. I, I have probably shot it, but it has not been any time recently. Well, I'm happy we, uh, we're going we're gonna to change the course up a little bit. Let's maybe get some excitement. And uh, I mean, not that everyone else is excited too, but. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. I always enjoy it. Well, I'm going to try not to be a bridesmaid this year. Well, I was thinking this the other day. I, I was like, boy, I was like, Keith, is, I, know, I know you want it. I, do. I know. I know you've been, uh, your league has been going good for you the past couple of years. So I said, I said, if you were to beat me, it would not surprise me. I would obviously give you your, your credit. But what I was thinking is, except for the first year where I was dealing with like a real shitty scope, yep. um, I, I've always finished like top two or three. Oh yeah, and yeah. so like if I'm, I'm like if I'm like like if I lose to you, I'm like it is it is, it better not be a blowout. Is my point? You know what yep. I mean? Like if I can, if I lose by a couple gongs or whatever, I'm like I can live with that. But. Yeah, no, I I uh, I mean I lost to you in sudden death. In sudden death, <laughs> rough. It's a rough way to lose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if you're out there listening to us and you're a supporter of the show and you want to help us out, there's lots of ways you can do that, and we have all those listed in our show notes, but. Today, what I'm going to ask from you is to be part of our community and join our Discord page. It is uh, really, it's a great time. And if you're not on it, and if you've never done Discord, don't be discouraged by that. It is very Even easy. I do it. Yeah, Keith does it. Listen, and you know, I want to say thank you to the to the group in Discord because uh, they, well, when they were out at Shot Show, they were sending us pictures, yes. showing us what was going on. Yeah, and uh, I think that's awesome. I, I want to actually piggyback on that and say when they were doing that, I was like, I feel like I have my own like street crew out there. <laughs> like they were like sending us pictures, and they were like, "What do you guys want to see?" And it's like, you know, we couldn't make it out there, but it was it's great to have that. We should have looked at the map and. And you should have said something on one side of the hall, and then I should have said something on the other. Go! Go! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you are part of the Discord group or you're not, and you're thinking of joining, we are going to start the Dry Fire League. Keith and I were just talking about it. We got to iron out a couple things. I got to hear your terms. Yes. Keith (laughs) Keith is going to be the commissioner. Um, I haven't accepted yet. I I have terms he has to agree to, so we'll see. Anyway, we're going to get into this interview, but before we do, tonight's interview is brought to you by... Flatline Fiber Co. Flatline creates quality sewn goods for the firearms community. Whether you're looking for a new sling or maybe some ear pro wraps to make range sessions more comfortable, they've got you covered. All products are made by hand in the USA, include free shipping, and have a lifetime warranty. Use the discount code GUNEXPERIMENT10 at checkout to get 10% off. And thank you for supporting the companies that support the show. So today's guest is the host of the Prepared Mindset Podcast. 
He provides content for the everyday person interested in preparation, shooting, planning, and gear related to those activities. Please welcome Austin Deal to the show. Austin, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? We're good. Very good. Do you uh, do you shoot some twenty two, Austin? Um, I I don't own one, but I have. Uh, I have a buddy that that has one, and he actually put a binary trigger in it. So last oh, time I had the range, I was doing mag dumps with it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we uh, we love our twenty twos, Mike and I. That's that's our favorite caliber. Yeah, it's, it, it's the most fun caliber. I yeah. think. And uh, if you've never built off of a ten twenty two receiver, that's like the way to go. Just dump money into it. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. So. Anyway, uh, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about uh, your background and what made you decide to start a podcast about personal preparedness. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I'm uh, I'm just a, a civilian. Uh, I never served in the military uh, or, or law enforcement. Uh, truth be told, I I didn't even grow up uh, hunting, shooting anything. Um, it all kind of it started when I moved out of my parents' house. Uh, I moved out with my brother one day. He kind of grabbed me. He's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know there's." there's a gun in the house and he bought a Glock 43 and I was like, wow, it's badass. I want, I want a gun. <laughs> um, and, and from there it was just downhill, you know, that turned into two handguns turned into two handguns, a shotgun and an AR. And then it just spiraled out. But, um, you know, we had some stuff that, that happened. You guys may remember in uh, 2020 yep. and I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, uh, yeah, uh, actually, every actually everything you've said so far sounds pretty similar to at least my my upbringing. You, you, Mike, you had a little more of that stuff younger, but yeah, I had hunting and guns and stuff early on. But the, the up to the podcast part, it's like yeah, yeah. It was like COVID was like all right, we might as well take a shot at this. But go ahead, Austin. Yeah, uh, so we we had this free time come up, and uh, this buddy of mine from high school, he had spent some time in the Air Force as attack P, and he had been like uh, like a, like a mentor. You know, I had, you know, questions about everything. Right. And, uh, we had had brief discussions like, oh, we, we could start a holster company. Lots of people do it. We could do this, whatever. So, uh, this free time, this, this lockdown sets in and I'm like, you know what, let's look into a podcast. I'll, I'll dump 500 bucks into getting started. I bought, you know, the computer and some very basic stuff and, uh, just said, Hey, if we can't make it to, I, I don't know, like 10 subscribers in the first 10 episodes, then like, we'll, we'll call it quits. Um, <clears throat> It was basically just to give uh, give us something to do and an outlet to talk about the stuff that we were like really into. Um, and, you know, long story short, it's kind of he's not really involved anymore, but uh, it's just turned into this uh, project where um, I get to speak with some really outstanding people and uh, kind of just decided I wanted to make it something where if you have questions, this can be a resource. You know, we all have questions. You talk to people to do stuff out there and inevitably you just organically come up with Hey, you know what? You were a ranger or you were uh, on Delta and then you, you, you have a training company. You know, what's your opinion on doing this? Because we all hear different things on the Internet and from guys, uncles that served 40 years ago and stuff. So I just, you know, uh, got the podcast up and running and it's kind of shaped itself a little bit over time. And uh, yeah, I mean, today we were, I think, over 150 episodes and just try to be a, a, a good resource and uh, an enjoyable listen for people. I know you've, you, you know, I look through your catalog a little bit, getting ready to, to talk with you, meet you. And there, you cover a lot of topics on, on your podcasts and in, in terms of preparedness. Um, but what, what, to, what have you do in your daily life in terms of preparedness that has changed it, you know, forever, you're never going to go back. You do it every day now. 
Um, I am a lot more, I'll say disciplined with, uh, things like when I leave the house, carry your, your, your everyday carry gun. You know, uh, I, before it was more of a casual thing. I had the CPL, uh, you know, I had the, the gun, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I don't now maybe I won't this time. Nope. It comes with me everywhere. If I end up in a situation, you know, holiday party or wife wants to stop off for dinner and drinks, then I just lock it up in the safe in the car. Um, so that's probably, that's the first one right there because that's probably the most impactful for most of us. But then additionally, you know, it's little things people don't realize can set you up for more success. Um, I always have medical on my person, um, my car, I carry a, uh, it's a, like a four person blowout kit, mm-hmm. um, from uh, a company that used to sponsor, you know, our podcast and, uh, that's in the car all the time, along with, I built out like a toolbox full of stuff, things like extra socks and clothes and road flares and fire extinguishers. So I, you know, as we spend more time as things get back to the way they were before 2020, right. Um, positioning myself to be a little more successful, uh, away from the home and then at home, things like, uh, you know, having some stuff on hand, that's going to be less, uh, expirable that's probably not a word um <laughs> yeah, perishable you know, less perishable yeah perishable that's the word i'm looking for yeah i i i, um, I speak austin i got you yeah um you know so having things like bottled water uh you know rice n- nothing super crazy that that is one piece of this i wish i was a little bit better at was like the prepping piece of it in itself um because i feel like there's just always so much more you can do you can do more yeah. to fortify your home you can do more to, to build up your stockpile there's uh, more skills you can learn to put yourself in a in just a better position. I think that's probably the same with. I mean, I think even if you're completely self reliant, you're always going to tell yourself there's more to learn, right? Like, and there always is. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you were saying about the, uh, the the first part of that statement was about carrying, and it's funny. I kind of ebb and flow. There's times where I've been like, oh, I just I don't feel like carrying, but recently I've really been trying to carry as much as I can legally with our new uh, situation in New York here. But uh, I had a situation the other day, I haven't even told you this, Keith, that um, I went out of state and I actually could have carried in that state, but I was going, there was gonna be a lot of kids in the house I was staying at and I didn't have a place to lock it. And it it was kind of like, just, I was like, I I don't feel like dealing with this. And I left it behind. And my wife and I got a, a day to ourselves without the kids. And we went to a, like an outdoor outlet mall Mm -hmm. and i'm walking around and i actually said to my wife i'm like i feel so naked right now and she like laughs she's like what what are you talking about definitely not naked and uh (laughs) i was like i was like i just i've been carrying so much yeah and you know keith and i you know keith knows the joke about me with appendix but like i've been carrying appendix so much i'm like i just i feel like i'm missing something and i feel like when you first start carrying concealed it's and what was the what was the thing that Sean Pinkshirt said? Uh, it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be comforting. Yeah, it's actually almost becoming comfortable in the fact that it's like when it's not there, it feels like I'm missing something. It's more uncomfortable with it not there. Yeah, it's like what the heck. So, so I can really relate to that. You know, the fact that that part of the preparedness is changed. It, it really does change. You know, changes you a bit. And you yeah. know, Keith had mentioned this about well the topics that you cover, but. You do a really nice job of, of covering a real wide range of preparedness topics from, you know, you know, one end of the spectrum to the other. 
And there's so many areas to cover in becoming more prepared as an individual, but where do you suggest people start on this path? So, I mean, there's firearms, there's, you know, mentioned a lot of it, medical training, home security, home preparations, bugging in, bugging out, bug out bags, you know, night, we just jump into night vision. Is that where we start? (laughs) I did did do that recently. I know you did. That's why, but no, where, where do you recommend people start in your opinion? Uh, for me, one of the big things for me when trying to introduce people to this kind of, I'll say just lifestyle in general is go for whatever makes you happy or whatever piques your interest. Right. Um, so if you are naturally, uh, curious or interested about shooting, you want to, you know, Hey, you know, that Glock looks really cool. Or can you talk about that rifle setup? Like, I, I really want to learn how to shoot. I want to learn how to do that stuff. Like, either if it's a friend you're trying to help or if you're a person trying to get into this, like you're going to be more motivated by something that you are more naturally interested in doing and want to put the time and invest the energy and the money into that as opposed to like, well, you know, I really want a rifle, but I'm going to invest in medical instead. And there's, you know, this is my opinion. There's a much higher chance that you're going to lose interest. You're going to stop, uh, you know, investing your time, studying, uh, devoting the time, energy, resources, finances to getting to a medical course or, you know, like personally, I, I, I take care of my property. Um, I hate landscaping and gardening. Um, <laughs> maybe that's cause I'm part Mexican. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, that. uh, but you know, I, I, that's not good. That's not something that I've ever really personally invested my time into. Now my wife, totally different story. Like she doesn't mind that stuff. And that's what helps if your spouse is involved with it. But it, it, as far as natural starting points, go for what makes you happy. Position yourself to be, uh, you know, excited and really give yourself the opportunity to be successful and enjoy and enjoy this. Right. Because it, it is pretty serious stuff, you know, and in some of these regards, you're talking life and death here, whether it's medical or shooting or self-defense and all those things. But give yourself the opportunity to really enjoy it. And then from there, you know, have the foresight to branch out and and grow your skills or hopefully do that and develop a network around you. You know, if you have friends that are EMTs, doctors, uh, you know, they have a huge garden, you know, maybe they're not down with guns, but you are, um, you know, that whole, it takes a village mindset, I think is something that people kind of miss when they, they look at this idea of being prepared. It doesn't have to just be, you know, you and your wife and your, your two dogs locked in your basement bunker. You know, (laughs) it, it, it's not really that. Well, I, I think, you know, you're, you're hitting, what I liked about what you're saying is that there's not necessarily a a particular order that you have to go in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mike and I had interest in, in firearms and I think that's kind of where we started. And for us, this podcast probably pushed us over the, over the edge into a lot more of those categories that you talked about. So like, we definitely have done the medical training and that's not very expensive to get into. Um, what would it uh, have cost for someone to come to that class full in? Was it like 150 bucks? 150. Yeah. So, you know, that's not not a, that's not a bad thing to get your, you know, uh, your, your feet wet into this. Yeah. And, and I'll go a step further. Uh, we had a guest on way, way back and I remember asking a similar question to this and he said something that was really interesting. He said, you know, before you get crazy about all this other stuff, he's like, why don't you get your finances in order? Yeah. You know, make sure you got got a little money in the bank. Yep. Um, Save a little uh, bit of money. Yeah. One area that I would say is like, if it, listen, it would be great to go out and buy night vision and buy, you know, uh, play carriers and, and just all the cool toys. But mm-hmm. you could start off as simple as just saying, 
I, I'm a little out of shape. I, I, maybe I'm not as strong as I want to be. Like maybe jogging is free. You know, you can go for, go for a walk. That's free. Just getting yourself prepared for just anything. You know, you got, you got to evacuate. You got to be able to move, right? You got to have those legs able to move. So th- there's always a way to do it. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. None of what you just said matters in terms of, I mean, like the night vision, the the plate carrier, the, right. yeah. the $200 back. None of that stuff matters if you're not, to your point, physically fit enough to, you know, to, I don't want to use the word operate, but but function, I guess, to function with all of that on. Because if you can't carry it, if you can't, you know, function uh, in the capacity you need to because of your your fitness level, like that's, then it's all for naught, right? Yeah. yeah. And there, and there, you know, there's really not much of an excuse. Age can't even be an excuse in that. I mean, you know, <laughs> eight-year-old men walk around the track. We see it all the time. Yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, I think that we're starting to see more people focus on it uh, in the the health, fitness, uh, nutrition realms. You know, it doesn't. I think some people get the idea that you you got to be one of these totally just yoked out dudes um, wearing your plate carrier doing you know, crazy amounts of pull-ups and stuff and, and grunting around the gym and everything, which is, I mean, pretty far from the truth. Uh, you can do a lot, you know, I mean, if you don't, if you really hate the gym, uh, good cardio. And if you want to just, if you want to cut weight, that's the kitchen. That's me. I I do not like the gym. I, uh, I was much larger when we first started this podcast and I, um, I just started walking and golfing. So I just, and eating healthy and and eating. Yeah. I, 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 well, I fast, I, I eat less, (laughs) a lot less, but, um, you mentioned before, you know, you know, that you and your spouse have this like balance, you know, she likes the landscaping you hate it and you had an episode that i listened to um about getting your spouse involved and i you know i was like thinking as you're talking about it uh i'm thinking you know any married man would agree it's it can be a challenge to get your wife into into a hobby that you have regardless of what it was right <laughs> yeah um you you talk about combining your skills to work together can can you tell our listeners a little about that that process that you did to get to that point um you know did you did you put a list together pros and cons or did you each make a list of the things you liked like how how did you and and your wife kind of work through that yeah it was uh there wasn't a ton of structure to it there probably there probably could have been about it um no uh you know i we we launched the podcast uh me and my buddy did and uh you know i had this idea early on that i would have her be you know really involved uh early on and that didn't come until much later honestly like i think she was on an episode or two and helped but when we were looking at some of these things kind of taking a you know, a big picture, look at the house and what we can do. Like, uh, I'll be very upfront and very transparent and say that if it were up to me to cook our meals and for us to survive, uh, we would not. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. We'll we'll, we'll be fine. I'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I was like, okay, you go ahead. You look into this stuff. You're going to be in charge of all of this. Cause I mean, she does, she loves that. We, when we bought our house, like, uh, we got married and then we did a huge remodel, you know, got a, got a, like an equity loan for the house and everything. And so we had a really nice kitchen and she loved spending time in there and figuring out new ways to, uh, not only just cook, but like, you know, uh, sustainability things, you know, how, how is this food going to last longer? How many different ways can we prepare this and things like that? So that was something she was already interested in as well as, you know, um, at that point we were saving up for a wedding. We just bought a house, you know, so financially we were, we were pretty strapped. So, uh, 
she looked into the things we can do around the house, like uh, making our own um, laundry detergent, for example, off of stuff that you can find usually at your grocery store on like yeah. end caps on clearance because it's like cast aisle soaps and like, just weird stuff people don't typically go by i have to so, stop you really quick i feel like my wife and your wife should be friends because my <laughs> my wife literally did the exact same thing it's so funny you said the, de- the detergent <laughs> i just double coupon <laughs> that stuff lasted over like i want to say it was over a year. a year yeah exactly yep does it smell it, good because i'm very kinda, good i'm a laundry snob i like I, i'll let you smell it when oh, you go upstairs i'm gonna go smell your laundry <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not overly like floral because I hate that. Like, I don't want my I don't want to take uh, my flannel. Out I, I, I like a little lavender. Not, not gonna <laughs> lie, a little bit is fine. Yeah. Where is this show going? <laughs> right. Um, so she she kind of started off in in I I hate saying the house. I don't want to sound like a sexist, but like the housewife work like no. If that's what works for you, I mean, really listen, I, I do the cooking in my house. Yeah, whatever yeah. works. I mean. It, if it works for your house, then I hate, I'm all for it. You know, if you guys are working together, that's the real important part. But, yeah. uh, she, uh, ended up getting a, a bonus at work, uh, maybe like a year two after we got the house. And, uh, she decided we had a, a gun shop up the street that unfortunately closed, but, uh, they had this, I guess, policy, right? If you, he bought the parts through them, they would either assemble it for you or they would teach you how to assemble. Oh, that's it. a so, great deal. Yeah, that was really cool. It was kind of intimidating because uh, I had I'd only bought firearms at that point. So uh, she's sitting there building a full AR uh, out of the parts that she picked out and That's everything. Cool. Um, and so now she she had her for her own rifle. And uh, I told the story on the pod before. Basically, she had a really bad experience when she was living on her own. Nothing that happened to her, but um, we had gotten her a CPL before that because there's just concerns about her living on her own in the place she was living at. Um, so she was already okay with firearms and it just positioned us that, uh, you know, unique to our situation. Maybe she was ready to kind of step in and was naturally curious about some of these things. She's never been overly controlling with the finances or anything. Uh, so that makes it easy. Uh, cause I usually freak out a little bit more about the finances. I try to be pretty measured with my purchases. Um, I won't even get into, uh, the mix of emotions when buying night vision, uh, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, getting your spouse involved is, it's, it's a struggle for a lot of guys, I think, because they have this preconceived idea that their wife just doesn't want to be involved. And there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to be involved in medical, the food stuff, uh, prepping and, you know, alternative, uh, not really, it's not toiletries, but you know, like the, the detergent and stuff, there's other ways that you can be productive around the house and, uh, set yourself up for success that maybe aren't the most glamorous, but you know, if you guys work together, like I think any good marriage will, uh, you know, it's, it's just a team effort and you just got to work on it you know, get them out to the range a little bit. Maybe they really like it. I took her to a concealed carry tactics course. <laughs> she crushed it. Um, she almost in the drills at the end, it was not that awesome. I was actually sweating it a little bit for a hot second there. That would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about here is you, know, you brought up a good point. Like sometimes you you can't force someone to like something that they're not into, right? And uh, we try, we try, <laughs> we try. You know, it's like we can get you into it, but you know, being doing the podcast and sort of being, I guess, involved in the industry a little bit at this point. A lot of times, you know, Keith and I find people who we see just this little inkling, this little like kind of curiosity. And anytime that we can, you know, find someone who's even slightly interested in firearm ownership and we can, you know, fan that flame, so to speak, we try, right? And it seems like you're very passionate about mentoring new shooters as well. I know I saw that as a couple of topics on your show. 
What tips and tricks do you have to help nurture new and curious people into the 2A community? Have you kind of found the secret sauce, so to speak? Uh, I don't, I don't think I've found a secret yet. Um, not for lack of trying, but, uh, I think, you know, it, it's, uh, you just have to be accepting, I think is don't go into any conversation with folks and having a preconceived idea or like, uh, not, you know, not everybody fits the same mold, you know, for guys like us that already own firearms, already shoot like, Hey, you know, I love my Glocks. Uh, I love SIG, you know, you, more often than not, I get people coming to me and they go, you know, um, <clears throat> my dad has this 1911 I want to carry or, hey, uh, you know, I saw this uh, Springfield Hellcat or this Ruger, whatever. And maybe three, four years ago, uh, I would have been a very, it would have been a very different answer. It would have been, you know, I you couldn't pay me to carry a Ruger because insert personal opinions here. Um, so what I do is just try to be accepting of uh, what what they're coming to me with. And say, hey, have you bought it yet? If they have, then it's not even worth discussing because they're not in a position mentally and maybe financially to go sell that gun and buy a Glock because just because I said so. Right. You know, uh, so, okay, you have the gun. Cool. If they're asking, then I will, I'll give my opinions. You know, hey, man, I carry a Glock 43X, you know, or uh, whatever you're looking at, I would not buy anything that isn't optics ready. Like, well, I don't know if I need a dot. Like, well, give yourself the option. It's 2023. The future's now. Just give yourself the option. Spend the extra 50 bucks. You'll be happier for it. Right. And take take that and, you know, uh, give them some guidance. Like, well, what, what, are you, what are you looking to do? Oh, I just need it for the house. Okay, well, then maybe a full-size gun is more your speed if yeah. you're really not wanting to carry that, it. That's a, you know? that's a common or, one, you know, like when they when they want to defend their house, they, everybody mm-hmm. wants a pistol, but that's probably not always the best choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, realistically, if they don't have the time to invest into learning how to shoot a handgun well, uh, I recommend people get an AR. Like, well, what about a shotgun? I'll just I'll just rack the slide. And part of it's a little, uh, you know, you got to kill those myths a little. Because I have a buddy, uh, great friend. He's been on the pod a couple times. I was sitting at his house, and he's got a he hunts with a lever action thirty out six or thirty thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he just, he racked the lever and he's like, that's all I need to do. Everyone's going to know what the hell's going on. I'm like, dude, you just, all you can do is tell them where you're at. Yeah. If there are anybody <laughs> who's there like, serious about business, dude, like you're, you're dead meat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, try to impart some, uh, some knowledge. I don't, I don't, you know, try to pass myself off as any kind of real expert. I just try to share the benefit of my, uh, many conversations at this point and some of the stuff I've picked up. But when people are reaching out and asking for guidance around the, you know, Oh, my first AR, what do I do? I just walked somebody through this a couple of weeks ago. Like how do I pick out sling hardware? Yeah. Cause people just, they just don't know, you know, like, well, here it looks like this. Look for that. Uh, you know, Hey, just spend the extra 20 bucks, get Magpul. You know, I've the benefit of my failure. I have bought the stuff that looks the same off Amazon and it's really irritating when it strips out. And then it doesn't work. That stuff can get, uh, you know, junk real quick, you know, yeah. and, uh, unfortunately you don't, you don't know until you, you say, like you said, you go through it and fail. But yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. an episode where you talked about preparing for winter and, um, another one on, you know, bugging out or bugging in, you know, have you done any like growing your own food or living more minimalist, like outside of your house for any length of time? I personally haven't. Um, you know, the, the food thing, the wife and I have actually talked about that and that this coming year, that may actually be something that we, um, 
we take some steps on doing because yeah, it's on, it's on my list too for this year too. So maybe we'll uh, we'll hold each other accountable for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had a pretty big project when we moved in the house here. Um, basically, there was some weeds that that were not kept to by the previous owner that turned into trees, basically. So uh, not wanting to spend thousands of dollars on tree removal, I've kind of worked back at it the last couple of summers and stuff between um, the day job, this project, social life. And then I also teach high school marching band um, through the summer and fall as well. And uh, with the free time there, try to get that back. So we're, we're finally at the spot now where I think when we finally get a little bit of weather over 50 degrees, I'll be able to just take those two things down and it'll open up a bunch of space for us to, you know, have a small garden doing some basic things. Um, but something where we want to do, haven't really done a ton of yet. Um, and then, you know, the other part of that living kind of, uh, off the grid or minimalist living away from the house. Um, not, not really, uh, I've gone up to Northern Michigan a couple times. Um, I would love to say when I go up to go teach band camp that there's any kind of minimalism there, but, uh, <laughs> there's not, we, we bring a window AC unit and play Xbox while we're there. It's I mean, not, honestly, uh, I just, I just had flashbacks of American pie going through my head there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One time at band camp. <laughs> Well, when I'm there, I'm not a chaperone, so I don't have to deal with any of that. (laughs) You don't have to deal with any of that. (laughs) Yeah. What are the, like you said, minimalism and and like listen it's, home guards. Uh, we yeah. haven't we haven't done it either i no, you know i mean you you probably a little bit more than me well the the problem with like the the gardening is a really good one my father has oh he's had a garden years ago and he's wanted one and when we bought the house he was like you know maybe i could put a garden in i i love the concept of it i want to teach my kids about it i think yeah. it's a good skill i never looked at it that way i was like what's oh it's I definitely want, a skill but it's I, a skill right and, I, I it's a it's a regrettable in in for me my grandparents we're always gardening. Yeah. When I was with my grandparents, when I was with my grandparents, my grandmother was in the flower garden. My grandfather was in the vegetable garden. Yeah. And I never paid attention. Yep. And I regret it to this day. But, yeah. but the problem I have is like I have all these hobbies and all these things, and it's like it would be one more thing to just take up time. But I was like saying to my wife, like maybe it's something that as a family that like we could teach our kids yep. to do some of the work. And my you know my father's really into that. He would do some of it, and it would be a really good way to kind of build even just our family community a little yep. stronger. You know, so. I, I think it's a great thing if you know all three of us. It sounds like we are interested. Definitely something to look at. That's into. another freaking resolution, Mike. Like our another goal. Re- no, I didn't say goal. shit. I didn't say shit about a resolution. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you just said the three yeah. of us, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, one of the things that I had heard on your show that I was, I was like, okay, this is I could sink my teeth into this a bit. You mentioned the need for us to desensitize the public from the sight of firearms, and you you went as far as to say that the problem is basically a result of media programming. Uh, I'm saying this to you because yeah. I agree with a lot of that sentiment, a lot of it, and I'm curious. I have my own opinions, and, and I definitely will share with you, but I'm curious what your what ideas you've come up with uh, to go about making that type of change. Is there anything that you're that you've kind of uh, brainstormed or things that you've actually applied? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't take credit for that one. That's the, uh, the desensitizing thing. I, that phrase actually, I picked up from uh, Lucas Botkin okay. at T-Rex arms and one of his yeah. uh, you know, YouTube videos and stuff, but it was a very, uh, I really appreciated the way he put that because I think it kind of wraps everything up kind of nicely. But to answer your question, um, you know, how do we, how do we address that? Um, I think the first steps are by kind of trying to, uh, eliminate some of this old school 
stigma and behavior. Um, I don't like using the term like FUD behavior because um, I think that's <laughs> we we use it a lot. I mean, I think it, it comes across as derogatory yeah. with some of the people I talk to that are like only hunters. I call myself a FUD, Austin. That's so we joke way. about it. But. Yeah, I, I like FUD activities. I like to bust clays and shoot shotguns. I, I'm just, yeah, I can't help it. And, and, and that's and you should. I mean, that's totally cool. But what I mean, well, at least when I say it, I'm looking at the people who only own hunting rifles and they yeah. have this very narrow scope of what owning a firearm amendment is. In yeah. community is um you know people that looked at me uh a couple of years ago you know good friends and everything like why did you buy a helmet i was like to so i don't squish my squash like i you know i, I gotta protect my dome and like yeah but what are you gonna do with it and like well eventually you know put night vision on and it's like well you know clutch your pearls what what do you need night vision for because it's like, a well, superpower it's dark like <laughs> duh um superman you know, so, can't and, even do and that. that's 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 people's reaction is why do you need that so i try to you know introduce people to some of these concepts and and start small you know if you have a friend who is just too left wing to function um and we all have some of those like don't stop being friends with those people but just understand that maybe that's probably not where you want to start the battle yeah um and like yeah i i carry a gun you carry a gun like yeah i carry a gun like why? And well, you know what? I just want to give myself the option and, you know, uh, you have to find ways to, uh, position these concepts in a way that are more receptive to people. It's unfortunate. I don't, I wish we didn't have to be so political with a lot of it, but it's the world we live in. So one of the things I've said in the pot a lot that has gotten some pretty positive feedback is I don't, I don't carry a gun because I, I want to carry a weapon. I carry a firearm because that's my shield it protects me from somebody who wants to impose evil will and harm on me or my loved ones or, or, you know, innocent bystanders the, that I may be the, near. Yeah. The person you're um, talking to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, people go, Oh, huh. I didn't really, you know, think about that. Like, Oh, you carry a gun. You must want to shoot somebody and go honestly. And every time I get that, you know, it's uh, actually, I'm scared shitless yeah. of the day I ever have to even pull this gun out. I'll become, and I, and I'm like, I change my tone, the timbre of my voice, everything. I'm like, it's a very serious thing for me. And then like, bam, snap of the fingers. We're right back to, we're cool. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, you have to kind of, uh, distance yourself from some of the older stereotypes and then, you know, Hey, yeah, I own this stuff. I own this stuff. Uh, it's for these reasons and don't, don't get defensive there. In some instances, people are baiting you, you know, they're trying to get you fired up to, to showcase that people that own, you know, own firearms shouldn't. Um, but for the people that are standing in the middle there and are genuinely curious or maybe swayed one way or the other go, you know what, it's it, you know, here, here's some statistics on police response times in our area. Right. Oh, wow. That's right. a lot. Yeah. You know, think all the things you can do in seven minutes or 13 minutes here. It's closer to 13 minutes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. think of all the things that can happen. Don't you want to give yourself the option? I mean, you don't even have to do it. You don't got to pull the trigger. Would you like the option if that were the case? Your wife and your son are sitting next to you. You want the option? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, look into it. It's not such a bad thing. Or, hey, I'll take you to the range. <clears throat> you can go ahead and check this out. It's really not It's really not as powerful around. Or in one instance, I was sitting, you got to give people some perspective, you know, um, sitting in my my brother's basement. He's, he's really into bourbon, huge into bourbon, got a bar down there and stuff. And um, 
was sitting down there with a buddy, very left wing guy. And this was, I think this was right around 2016 and talking about how shotguns are okay. He thinks shotguns are okay. He doesn't understand why any of us need an assault rifle. So first thing is clear up that AR does not mean assault rifle. But then I go into my brother's closet and I come out with a 12 gauge slug and a two, two, three round. And I go, so you're telling me that this piece of lead that's the size of my thumb is fine. But this little bitty guy over here, this is the weapon of war you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You got to illustrate the point. You watch the wheels start to turn and people go, Oh, I mean, you know, because they've never handled ammunition. They don't. Right. You know no, no, I mean? no. So it's, it's all media driven. It's yeah. all. They don't even know what. They don't even know what the slug is. It's all know? the programming that started this. You they know? think a shotgun is bir- is birdshot. You know, like yeah. like number seven birdshot. Right. They see they see people on TV get shot in the butt and everything be fine. Right. <laughs> well, so a, yeah. a lot of what you said there. There's a lot to unpack there. And uh, first of all, I want to start off with your first statement, which is uh, what. Lucas is doing over at T-Rex Arms. So I think what he's doing is great, right? Because he's kind of like a shot in the arm. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, we don't have to be this way or that way. Like we can all, we can all kind of contribute, you know, whether you're young, old, you know, more rural, more urban. Same with like Coleon Noir. I feel like he's a good one. I always use him as, I mean, you know, he, he brings a totally different vibe to gun ownership and that's great, you know, for everything. And uh, a while ago, there was a post of um, Grand Thumb with Post Malone, and I love yeah. that, you yeah, know, because right. I'm like, that's what we want, right? We want to bring more people that have bigger platforms and say, like, look, these are just regular people. The celebrities do it. Like, everyone does it. Austin, you, you're not in studio with us, but if you were here, you'd see I have a revolver that's, like, all graffitied up as uh, on a canvas and you know, my, my sign is, uh, the, the gun experiment sign is, is fluorescent pink neon. And, you know, there's like uh, we call it the Miami vice look. It's got the, the neon <laughs> blue and pink, but like part of that, and it was kind of subconsciously done, I suppose, but I'm very big into this idea of like modernizing and making like gun ownership kind of cool. You know, it doesn't have to be, and, and, I, and I'll use the word FUD, yeah. but it doesn't have to be all wood grain. And hunting cabins, you know, that's yeah. great too. I mean, I, I've done the hunting cabin thing many times in my life, but it's cool to like rock a neon yellow holster. That's cool. You know, whatever you yeah. want to do. And, but I think like, and speaking from the foot point of view, it's, it's cool to be all wood grain if that's what you yeah, like, as absolutely. long as you're cool with the guy who wants the neon yellow holster too. And I think that's what we're saying, you yeah, know, definitely. I mean, I, you know, Mike and I, we joke, you know, a couple episodes ago, I was all excited about a 1950s 22 target rifle. And you were like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's it's whatever you want it to be. I mean, yeah, there the, there are guys now that uh, I have a buddy who's really into AKs. He's like, man, if that's uh, you know all wood, original wood furniture and stuff, like he's l- lost his mind. It turned out the other guy we were shooting with it was his dad's pre-ban uh, Chinese. I don't even know. It was it's Chinese made. Yeah, like a twenty-inch barrel, he, absolutely gorgeous gun, and uh, you know, very much an old school presentation style to it or whatever and my buddy's just sitting there losing his, his mind like this is really nice this is really cool um yeah it can be whatever you want man i think that we could maybe in that regard i shudder to say this take some tips from the other side um yeah, yeah with the acceptance true. piece to, to a point <laughs> that's true um uh, i want to change the subject a yeah. little bit i want to um i want to talk a little bit about social media um 
your episode on on social media jumped out at me and I I had to listen and most people who know me know I I limit myself to Discord, our Discord page and nothing else. Um, you know, you, you discuss all the reasons why I avoid it in the episode, but I and I agree um it is too far but is it too far down the road I guess is my question is it too far down the road not to use it for uniting our community? And, you know, what will it take to get people to understand that these, you know, posts, these clips, these platforms, you know, they're not always the whole story, right? And you talk about that. They're they're not a full representation of the person who created it, right? Yeah, it's, I think right now, yeah, I would say it is probably a little bit too far down the line. Yeah. Um, because I think we're, we're sorry, still... Sorry, I will be able to is, help contribute. Story, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I, I'm sorry I won't be able to help contribute towards getting down that line on that. <laughs> I think that we're still as a culture, not even like if you just take this out, out of the two a context and just look at, you know, let's say the United States as a culture right now, we're way too tethered to our cell phones and to social media. I'm, and I'm just as guilty as anybody. Oh yeah. You know, I work, I work in finance, I work a desk job. I'm in front of a screen, uh, probably like 12 hours a day if you add it all up. Mm. Um, and right now, especially we're still adjusting back from some of the changes that happened in 2020 and things. And the internet has become for the last, you know, 23, whatever years, really uh, 25 years has really become the go-to source for information. And it's only getting worse or, or better depending how you look at it. Right. Uh, To figure these things out. And we're kind of like, we were just talking about a couple of moments ago with new shooters those people that are on the edge about wanting to invest in things like a training class or even knowing where to go for training. Cause that's, I've heard that yeah. at a bunch of gun shops. Cool. You bought your first gun. Now go get training. And it's like, well, where's training? Where do I get it? And you hear stories on the internet, on the news about bad training. People get, you know, we had a guy here shoot a student through a door accidentally oh, a whoa. couple of years back. I have not heard about that. This guy at a cigar lounge on accident. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. It was pretty rough. Um, so I think that the social media piece is a tremendous positive in a lot of ways because it gives us really, really quick access to a lot of information uh, and a lot of different perspectives on that information. So it gives us, if you're uh, the kind of person that like, like me that wants to vet out two, three, five, seven different sources on something like night vision or, or a suppressor, <laughs> right? Uh, you can find that pretty quickly with the right keyword searches and things. Now to your point, um, people have to have the awareness and the wherewithal to understand that you should probably take that information with a pinch of salt. And you should understand that if it's somebody whose entire um, following is built upon reviewing gear, then there may be a less than genuine opinion thrown in there. Sure. So then maybe that's part of it too, you know Um, there's, there's pros and cons to it. I think that if you go into it, understanding that, you'll be fine. And it's a tremendously powerful resource. Um, I do wish that we would stop acting like children over <laughs> some, what I would deem to be relatively inconsequential things like stock placement in our shoulder <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, footwork and CQB. I mean, it's, and that's not to say we shouldn't have the discussions on a lot of these things. We totally should. I think, the open exchange of different ideas and opinions is the best part about this community. Cause you can just sit there, you can watch these posts back and forth. You can just watch the comment section and without even participating, you can learn so much. Yeah. 
but it loses that value when people start turning it into a measuring contest. People get very and, petty. There's a lot of pettiness yes. in the community. Well, there's not, you know, yeah. it, 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 I was just having this conversation today actually with somebody that you, there's less acceptance of another person's opinion than ever. Yeah. And it, there's yeah. less acceptance of the fact that you're entitled to your opinion, they're entitled to their opinion. You don't have to agree. It's okay. Let's go have a drink. Well, like a big yeah. one with Keith and I, it's kind of, it's become almost a running joke is I think it is the dumbest idea in the world with a couple of exceptions to open carry. And I, Keith I, is like, he's like, I want to open carry. I think that's and a great way to desensitize people right. to firearms. We, to- <laughs> we totally don't agree at all on it. But it's like, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I, I know that that's how he feels. Yeah. He knows how yeah. I feel. You know, it's like, whatever. It's I, fine. If, if you want to open carry, more power to you. Uh, I will stand behind you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You oh, know, no, you can say Keith's wrong. It's okay. Uh, I just, I, you know, I, in my mind, you know, if you're going to carry a gun, like do it concealed. Yeah. You know, otherwise. You know, he knows he's wrong. He just, he just, he just. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Listen, look, look at, I was seriously going to say when we were talking about desensitizing, you know, firearms. The Middle East, nobody's surprised. They walk around with like it. Well, yeah. I don't, well, they have they have some slightly larger problems over there. Yeah, too. Exactly. you know, but that's why they're open carrying. Maybe yeah. you know, I don't know. That's, that's also true. <laughs> so, Austin, I want to get you on. I want to get you to run and gun. Um, where can people find you? We're on Instagram. Is prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. So that's a lot of our, you know, uh, videos and and some. some I say semi informative posts and stuff. Um, that's where you can find all of our content and our latest updates on episodes and stuff. Um, we're on Facebook as well, just prepared mindset podcast. And then we are streaming on probably more services than I'm aware of just due to my syndication <laughs> service, managing a lot of it, but uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, um, Odyssey, you know, most of the major ones we're, we're on and sure. uh, we're dropping new content weekly and um usually do like one sit rep episode a month, which is more or less just me getting angry and ranting politically. What does that stand for, by the way? Minutes. Uh, sit rep. Oh, sit rep. Just situation yeah. report. So okay. whatever's oh, going I've on. I've never heard that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, it's, it's usually political. Um, it didn't start out that way. And then I just started getting angry about some stuff and <laughs> decided hey, this is a good way for me to do this. So people can, yeah. can easily filter out if they don't want to listen to the political yeah. things I have. Yeah. To and you do that once a month. Uh, I, tr- I, that is my, that is my new year's resolution is to commit to once a month. Uh, okay. last year, okay. I think there was a couple months that may have <clears throat> um, gotten lost on the calendar there, uh, accidentally, uh, where I didn't do it, but yeah, I tried to be pretty consistent with it. Gotcha. Very cool. So <clears throat> running gun, as I had mentioned earlier to you off the air is uh, rapid fire, 10 questions. We'll ask you the question. You give us the first response that comes to your mind and oh, Keith geez. is going to time you. Okay. <laughs> no, no pressure. What is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Uh, Glock 19. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Uh, HK416. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? John Wayne. Favorite caliber? 9mm. Favorite hobby, not gun related? Drumming. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Trained. Is it better be loved or feared? Feared. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? John Wick. It's time for Top Gear. Let us test it. 
before you invest it. How do you do, Keith? Not bad. Uh, looks like, let me just... Second place is my guess. No, not second place. Close, though. He is fourth. Fourth. All right. He uh, beat oh. uh, beat Jimmy Goon's life. He keeps... Goon's life keeps... He, he's he's, he's getting, falling. He's yeah, he's, he's falling quick. <laughs> I didn't even... I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, uh, yeah. I didn't really mean to keep making you feel that way. <laughs> Every week, Jimmy falls a notch. Poor guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Jimmy. <clears throat> anyway, on this episode of Top Gear, we're going to review the CCW Fanny Pack from Blue Alpha Gear. But before we do that, Let's Mix It Up is brought to you by Onsite Firearms Training. They have an extensive course offering and teach classes across the country. You're guaranteed to find a course to meet your needs, so be sure to check them out. Get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. And I do want to just say something really quick because I just saw pictures of Ben out in Shot Show. Ah, oh, man, I missed that guy. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna be on. Is he coming on soon? He's, he's coming, coming on, the on show soon. soon. Yeah, yeah, and I, he's gonna be mad at us. Yeah. I think I don't think he's gonna be happy. We haven't seen him. Yeah, they're, they're friends. I mean, at this no, point, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I just mean training wise. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that they're sponsors of the show, but I mean, like they're friends at this point. I mean, I, yeah, those guys are so great, and if you can train with them. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I have. I was looking for a way to carry a pistol that just sometimes I don't want to have appendix carry or whatnot. And I was looking at fanny packs, and I was like, "Can I pull off a fanny pack?" Can you I you first tried to call it something different, didn't you? <sighs> you tried to call it different, something other than a fanny pack. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I. So this is that's like, what I had done. This <laughs> is going a ways back now, Keith. I don't know if I told you this. I really was like looking at fanny packs, but everything I found looked either super tactical yeah. or was like gigantic. Like it would look like you were carrying like a suitcase on your, in, you know, on your front. <laughs> like your a front. Texas belt buckle. Yeah, that was just huge. And I was like, I don't. None of these are really working for me. And I, anyway. So all of a sudden I get an email from Blue Alpha Gear because I'm on their mailing list and they have these new fanny packs and I'm looking and I'm like, that looks reasonably small. It looks pretty unassuming. It looks, honestly, it kind of looks like a little, like if you were carrying them, someone might be like, what a dork. Like that guy's not got, that guy doesn't have a gun on him. <laughs> True. <laughs> and so I reached out to um, to them and I said, hey, could you, know, could you send us a couple out? I, I really want to try these out because I've been looking for one. And they were great. They were like, yeah, we'll send them out to you and you know, just give us some feedback. So we got them in here. We actually have them in studio. So I have one here. Did you post that picture to the gram? I did not yet. I will. I will definitely post one on the I Instagram. said that like I knew what I was talking you about. You did. That sounded slick. So we have ours here. So mine is a, uh, they have them in three colors. They have them in black, gray, and multicolored. Mine is gray and of course has some black accents on the zippers and stuff. And Keith? I went with the multicolor and we agreed that we would maybe trade. Some, yeah, trade once in a while. Trade, trade once in a while, yeah. Yeah, so his multicolor is, we can call it, it's the Miami Vice look, right? Yeah, it's definitely like 80s style Miami yeah. Vice colors. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. They're, they're great. I mean, I really, so the, my overall opinion is I think they're great. Keith, do you want to kind of go off some of the things that you are a fan of with this? Yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely a couple things that took some time to train through uh also I'll, I'll say um i wore mine you know pretty much a, a a complete day and then i i spent a, probably another couple hours training with it you know just doing holster uh um unholstering and, and holstering and, and some dry firing um one of the first things i like in comparison i i, I was serious about i tried to find something that wasn't a fanny pack because i wasn't so sure i could pull it off so my first attempt at this before i tried this was one of those small, like over the shoulder book bags. So I carried that 
uh, when I went on vacation this year, and I carried a gun in there most of the time. Front and or back? I tried it in different positions. Um, most of the time, I carried it on my back. I wasn't. I ended up not being really comfortable with right. that. Same with um, me. And uh, anyway, so this came along, and what I like about this is you can carry it in the front, but that buckle is really close to the front, so I don't have to worry about someone coming behind me. My first, like when I saw it online, I was like going through my head of my almost preconceived notions. Yep. And I said, you know, carrying this thing, I go, you know, all the ones I've ever seen, the buckles in the middle of your back. And I'm like, what if someone clips it? They have it like right over to like almost like three o'clock. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe even more like one or two o'clock. Depending on where you position the fanny pack. So really like, I mean, someone would have to really like get up in your business. If you you put it on the left side, the belt's going to be more in the front of you, but either position, whether you're left-handed or right-handed, the buckle is in an optimal position position definitely it was a very very smart uh decision on their part and i'm I'm glad they went that route it has a a big pocket that that is where you would carry your firearm and it has a small pocket in the front now the small pocket admittedly once you have a gun in there it gets a little tough to get in and out of it you could put something small you could put some money you could put a like a chapstick in there maybe if you had a small key fob i do think if you're left-handed that that pocket becomes more useful because where the velcro for your holster would be. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So <clears throat> they did a really interesting thing with this. So the inside of the, of the main pouch is completely, uh, loop lined and it's on both sides. So if you're left-handed or right-handed, you would attach it depending. Like, so if you're right-handed, you attach it to the front of the pouch. If you're left-handed, you would attach it to the back of the pouch. And, and you're talking about the Velcro, right? And There's that's, like, that's like a yes. Velcro pad. Yes. And then, so what they have, and this is really ingenious, they have this little square. So like I said, the, the bag is lined with loop of Velcro. They have this little patch of hook Velcro that has a strap on the back of it. And what you do is you take your regular everyday holster and you slide the clips of your holster onto this strap. And then you use the Velcro on the other side to connect your now holster attached to this to the actual bag. So the the point of this is you can change out different holsters. You can, you know, you there could, are some holsters that will not work. Yeah. Your clips would have to be like close together. The ones that I have are the monoblock clips. Um, the other ones, I think they're called foamy clips. Any of those, like a single clip or clips that are very close together would work. And they have a video on their on their site. If you look at it, you'll see what we're talking about. I would say there's enough room to carry a subcompact in here. So you could carry a um, SIG P365, you could carry a Glock 43. I tried to put the Hawk in there. It will not fit. Yeah. <laughs> I tried I tried my Shadow Systems. <laughs> Glock 19 would not fit in this. You're, you're looking at a, a subcompact. And like I said earlier... That's really what I want because I wanted that full size to fit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I know you're saying, but I wouldn't want a fanny pack big enough to carry that. Does that make sense? No, you're absolutely right. I'm just being facetious. Yeah. Anything else I just want. You tried. Yeah. I mean, I want to carry that gun all the time. Uh, the draw is obviously a little slower than, than, than it would be from a regular holster, but that's a calculated risk you take when you want to carry something sure. like this way, you know, we talked about carrying it, you know, with shorts and a t-shirt on a beach, like yep. somewhere, you know, like that's a place where in the past I would hesitate to carry, or I would have to get comfortable with off body. And this is something where you could keep it as close to your body as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, I always make the joke of like, you know, I, I can never bowl with a gun. 
You know, like I always say that, like that's always like my go-to scenario. But like I may be able to bowl with this. Like it, it's it's really comfortable. And I it, forgot it was on. Did, a couple did times. you drive with it? Yeah, it's yeah. very comfortable yeah. driving. Yep. And Keith was like the first time I wore. He goes, "Were you like self-conscious?" <laughs> and I said, "You know, at first I was like looking around." And Kurt said this too from Blue Alpha. Because at first you're looking at everybody. Are they all yeah. looking at me? They must yeah. all be looking at me. Who's wearing a fanny yeah. pack? Who else is wearing? One? And then after a while, you're just like. Nah, nobody cares. I, I think you said it best when we, we first started the segment. Um, you know, you people who look at you with this are like, he's not carrying a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I wear a Victos jacket, the one I got for Christmas a couple years ago. And I had that with this. The jacket's black. This is gray and black. It looks pretty sharp together. And I actually think it looks pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Like, in my own you, mind, your I outfit badass. was way more coordinated than mine. When, when, when I saw what you were wearing, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that's like more. I'm wearing this bright, these colored things. Well, yours is a summer. Yours yeah, is a summer. Mine's rig. a summer, mine's a summer, uh, summer sure. season. <laughs> so this, this runs $59.97. Uh, I think it's fairly priced because I think it gives you a lot of options. Yep. And uh, we do have a discount for it yep i believe it's 10 percent off but here's the deal uh and this was sort of sort of conditions of getting the discount uh it's only for our discord members if you want the code join discord and come over and get it and we'd be glad to share it with you so and then there was one thing that you and i both agreed in the beginning when we first got it that we were concerned about but has turned out to not be a concern and, and i want to talk a little bit about it only because hit it when so what it was is is the the hook side of the patch as you've been calling it which i didn't even know there were names for the yep. two sides the part the that you attach to your holster yep um it feels like it's not going to stick very well and you and i you were experiencing when you were drawing that the corner was sort of coming off a little bit but it never really totally failed i drew in and out of the holster Prob- now, I will say every time I would reholster, I would also re- like yeah, reattach, just reattach which, the. I think that's yep. what you got to do. And I did it probably 60, 70 draws. Never once did the holster come out with the gun. Correct. So the fear that we had never really happened to you. Correct. The reason that I bring up the the fear that you have is because I, I brought this to the gun league last week and I showed all the guys and I said, hey, you know, we got these in. What do you, what do you think of this? And I was not sure how it was going to go over. They're a pretty funny group. <laughs> I, people were excited about a fanny pack and being cool. able to carry. I, I would, that was the first thing that was cool. But a couple guys said the same exact thing that you and I said when they opened it up and they saw the patch. They're yeah. like, this is not strong enough. But the reality is, as we both explain or we both experienced and I explained to them, it really does not come off. So your fear is is okay so here's here's what I will say about this, and and I hope that uh, Kurt and the gang over at Blue Alpha will you know kind of just hear what I'm saying here. I worked that bag, like I said, 60, 70 times. I'm going to continue. As did I. I'm going to continue to work it. We like uh, it. I'm going to wear it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that patch is like all of a sudden going to like go crazy on me and come off. However, I do see if there is a failure point, that would be the failure point. And my only recommendation would be it would be very cheap insurance to just get some stickier Velcro, yeah. uh, you know, hook side. So yeah. that's it, my only thing. And if you're thinking about this, I would not hesitate to buy it. I mean, again, based on, you know, the amount of times that I've drawn it so far, I, I think you'll be fine. If you can own a fanny pack, like if you can own wearing it, you got to be all in to wear it, you know. But Sean you, Martin, Pink Shirt Tactical, he's oh, a yeah. good one yeah. for the gym. Yeah, if you are into wearing it, 
it works. Yeah. And and we have not had any any problems with with drawing from it. Yeah. I feel bad. I think Austin's still with us, but we yeah. never really asked him anything about it. I was going to ask you Austin, do you do any off body or any bad carry? That was my question for you. Um I I I do have a Vertex sling bag. Um it's interesting hearing you guys talk about it cuz you've pro- you've probably put way more time into like vetting that out as an option um, than I have. I Well that's just because we just were lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, one way, but you, but that's, I mean, you got the information that's, you know, you gave it an honest uh, review because there's a lot of guys out there who just say never carry off body, um, which yeah. is kind of what I, you know, I subscribe to that way of thinking, but I did get my wife a vertex fanny pack for, for Christmas because she's very into for better or for worse fanny packs. And I'm like, well, now you can have your gun on you. And um, so we're going to be doing a lot more of that this year. She will be, I probably still won't. Um, but I do appreciate a good bag, and I know some of the blue alpha stuff and the vertex stuff is really, really well made. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I definitely agree. I know Mike agrees with you too. Like most of the time, I, I will still carry. Oh, ninety percent of the time. Yeah. But it's nice to have this option, right? We kind of yep. been talking about that all night, and you know, um, there's certainly a scenario or four. <laughs> I'll even go this far. There are days, like I mentioned it earlier, there's days where I just get sort of lazy and I'm yeah, like, like, what, on like exactly a really hot 90 degree day. I might be like, I don't want this thing up against my skin and like I'm sweating. And maybe this will be a way where I'll go, I don't feel like carrying today, but I'll carry in the fanny pack. The, the, the time you lose in the draw, it's a calculated risk. You know, it's acceptable. Well, we saw that shooting in the Taqueria and that guy. He would have been fine. He would have been fine. He would have unzipped. Yeah. Guy would have thought he was grabbing his life savings on his fanny pack <laughs> that's right from his spider-man velcro wallet <laughs> exactly <laughs> spider-man oh my god all right austin i really want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts on self-preparedness and community building podcasting has really become one of the true passions of my life and I'm lucky enough to share the journey with my buddy Keith here, but it's always a pleasure to meet someone that's walking the same path, and I hope we get to talk again soon. To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media, so be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord so we can keep the conversation going. 